Is that the theme from Suits? Is that it, Brian? People's Court. Okay. I was thinking Suits. Uh, Karen Conti, do you watch the show Suits? I do not. I you need do to not watch, watch it. it. And you need to watch I it. I guess I do, but I get too much of that in my day-to-day life, Lisa. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to walk away from it. I bet. This is 720 WGN. You know, it was on for years on TV, and then all of a sudden it popped up on Netflix, and it's one of the most watched legal shows. It's one of the most watched shows ever. Take the legal out of it on Netflix, and people are kind of consumed by it, and of course it's all about law. That's what Karen does every day. She's got a dose of it every single day. It's Karen Conti from Conti and Dolan Law Firm. I saw that the Orland Park minister, Stephen Lee, turned himself in today. Chicago area guy. Trevian Cootie turned herself in today. Chicago area person, I guess, used to be Kanye's publicist, both involved with the Trump indictment, two of the 19. Uh, Trevian was one of those that smiled. I noticed that some of the defendants smiled. Does that help when you go to court that you were, you know, kind of yucking it up in your mugshot? You know, I wonder why people do or don't, but, you know, it could be just plain vanity, Lisa. Don't we all look better when we smile? And since she's a PR girl, maybe that's what her thought was, that, you know, any publicity is good publicity, and I might as well smile throughout. So what's the latest? What do we know? What happens from here on out? Well, this is going to be a much more difficult uh, case because there are so many defendants. There's 19 defendants, um, and they're all going to be vying for different positions. Some are going to try to consolidate the case with the federal case. Some are going to try to get out. My guess is that with the number, the sheer number, that we're going to have people flipping and maybe pleading guilty to a lesser crime and then testifying against the other ones. And remember, we have eight of these 19 defendants, again, I'm ashamed to say, are attorneys. And so they are going to have to fight really hard because they're going to lose their license if they're convicted, and they may lose it anyway. So we've got all kinds of things going on here. But the one thing that I really like about this case is there are cameras in the courtroom in Georgia, and I think this might be the only way we're going to actually watch what goes to trial. Oh, has that determination been made yet? It hasn't, but we do know that the other cases, uh, the one in New York State, they New York does not like cameras in the courtroom, and the other two federal cases will not have cameras in the courtroom. So Georgia does like cameras in the courtroom, and I guess my guess would be that barring the idea that that perhaps there might be jury influence or the judge could determine that this might turn it into some sort of circus, which it's going to be anyway, um, I think this judge may very well allow the cameras in because, listen, if there's an important cases that we want to see and see the transparent operation of our judicial system, wouldn't it be the Trump cases? You know, for those who like Trump, for those who don't like Trump, don't we all deserve to know what the evidence is right from the horse's mouth? And he's a TV guy. He is one of the best TV guys out there. So I would imagine he doesn't mind because I have a feeling he would be able to manipulate those he wants to because he's so good in front of a camera. Absolutely. And, you know, again, he may not understand that this evidence could make him look really, really bad. On the other hand, 
it doesn't seem to bother many of his his followers and supporters. So um, perhaps this might be a good thing for him from a technical standpoint. I mean, you know, listen, when you ha- when you represent somebody who's a politician or a celebrity, you have to be careful and tell them, listen, you yes, you do. You want to be elected on the other side of this, and you also want to be able to sell records or get movies or whatever. But the most important thing is staying out of jail. And you can't do any of that stuff if you're in jail, although I guess you can be a president from jail now we now we know that um but you know so you've got to make sure that that is the main priority here interesting karen conti is with us our legal eagle from conti and dolan law firm the maui government is going to file a lawsuit against the hawaiian electric company saying they caused lahaina wildfires tell me about that well i I'm not sure if they're actually saying it was caused by them, maybe, but it's it's definitely they're saying that it, it that because they didn't de-energize their electricity, that exacerbated the problem. So the fires were there, but these these um, the fact that there was electricity made the wildfires worse. And the idea is that they should have done on a precautionary basis a shutoff. Um, they don't have a procedure to do that, apparently, but that would have to be called for by the police or the authorities in Maui, and they didn't do it. So I think there's going to be finger-pointing saying, hey, we don't have a right to turn off the electricity unless someone tells us, and the people who are supposed to tell us didn't do it. So, um, again, with all these losses, you know, you're going to look at deep pockets, and you're going to look at plaintiffs trying to recoup money from the biggest pockets possible. It didn't take long at all for people to start pointing fingers and saying this person's responsible, that entity is responsible. Meanwhile, they're still looking for people and the loss and the devastation. It's overwhelming just to look at. I can't imagine what it's like to be in that area. Well, that's right. And, you know, and you look from a legal standpoint to precedent. And in California, actually, people were able to hold a utility there responsible for $25 billion of damages for that 2018 fire. And I think, Lisa, what you're going to see is the standards are going to become higher for electrical companies and utilities. Why? Because global warming is causing all these wildfires or exacerbating the possibility of wildfires. And I think there needs to be these systems in place, should there be one. And, you know, who would ever think that Maui, who would ever think that Palm Springs has a flood and Maui is, you know, has a fire, right? Yeah. You know, it just, it's, it goes against common sense. Who would have thought that Maui, the tropical, you know, place that it is, would ever have this problem? But now I think we have to look at that. And I think that you're going to see utility companies across the country have precautions in place for just this type of thing. Karen, we talked last about free-range parenting and the responsibility of, you know, trying to raise your children as you see fit, giving them a little independence. We spoke with a mom who launched that movement, and a lot of questions came in after our conversation about when it is legal to let your kids go. But one of the main questions is, at what age is it legal to babysit? The age is over 14 because technically there are two laws, kind of complicated, but 13 and 14 are the operative ages for leaving a child at home. You can leave a child at home at the age of 14 if you have precautions in place, and I think we talked about that last time. At the age of 13, you can't leave a child at home for more than 24 hours, otherwise that's going to be a crime. So it's really safe to say that under the age of 14, you shouldn't have someone babysitting because that person is not deemed to be allowed to be basically by yourself anyway, but certainly not with a minor child.
interesting. And you and I probably both babysat for, for kids when we were that age, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was a different world. And again, you know, you're looking at DCFS issues, you're looking at ex-spouse issues, you know, where's where's mom? Mom's gone. Who's watching? 14-year-old, call the police, call DCFS, you know, try to use it to an advantage, you know, or maybe you're really concerned about your child's well-being. But yeah, it's something you just don't want to mess around with. Uh, and because the problems just go on and on with with these kind of things. Uh, a question came in and said, could you ask Karen if there's any legal reason why Trump would have used a bail bondsman? Yeah, you know, I was curious about that um, because it does cost some money to do that. But, he, you know, you, he had the choice of either posting the full $200,000 out of his pocket or giving a bail bondsman uh, 10% of that, $20,000, and then the bail bondsman would, would give, uh, you know, give them the money. Um, huh. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know why he did that. I guess, you know, as a businessman, he probably thought to himself, use other people's money, don't use mine. Uh, I'll sacrifice money at the end of this for, the, for that, right? I don't, I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. What you, do you have a All website right. where people can go check out your, your law firm? Yeah, you can just Google my name. It comes right up. Or you can email me at WGN at AskKarenConti.com. I get back to everybody. And my law firm website is ContiAndDolanLaw.com. And that's Conti with a C. That is Karen Conti. Thanks for joining us. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.